Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. You are seeing Martha, a 76-year-old female, following an ED visit after a fall. She didn't pass out, and she says she just tripped. However, you note that she is on an intensive blood pressure medication regimen with home readings consistently systolics below 120. You note that she has some mild renal insufficiency as well. Her current medication regimen includes amlodipine, lisinopril, and hydrochlorothiazide was added to address her dependent edema, and then she had to add a potassium supplement to address her hypokalemia. You suggest to her that maybe we should cut back on her blood pressure medicines, but she is resistant to change, as none of the e-docs made this suggestion, and her ER nurses commented on her excellent blood pressure readings. How should we proceed? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Robert Baldor, professor and founding chairman from the Department of Family Medicine at the UMass Chan Medical School, Bay State, in Springfield, Massachusetts. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Frank. Uh, good to be here once again, uh, talking about these interesting issues. I'm so impressed with uh, with how this case reads because amlodipine um, is a great blood pressure medicine, but it often generates edema, which you then treat with a medication that then needs other treatment. Um, I'm struggling to implement really aggressive, intensive blood pressure lowering in my senior patients because I'm always worried about falls and drug-drug interactions. Um, What do we know about intensive blood pressure treatment, especially in our older patients? Yeah, I mean, you raise a good point. This is that whole prescribing cascade that people talk about when we end up prescribing medications for side effects, and we we, we go on and on. So I love this uh, this study I want to I want to present here. It's really looking at the time to benefit. Uh, from intensive blood pressure uh, lowering in uh, elderly. And um, the authors, the reason why they conducted the study, they noted that it's unclear how long an older patient needed to live to potentially benefit from intensive blood, blood pressure control, while side effects are often seen immediately. Uh, so they conducted an analysis of randomized clinical trials to determine the time to benefit of more versus less intensive blood pressure uh, control. They noted there were conflicting guidelines recommending blood pressure control, and uh, evidence from meta-analysis looked at trials uh, in patients older than 65, and they demonstrated that intensive blood pressure control could reduce the risk of cardiovascular events. Two other meta-analysis demonstrated lower systolic blood pressure was associated with better cardiovascular outcomes across all age groups. And of course, the STEP trial, right, that was a strategy of blood pressure intervention in the elderly hypertensive patient, looking at those 60 to 80 indicated that intensive treatment to a systolic BP of 110 reduced the risk of cardiovascular events compared with standard treatment with a target of 130 to 150. So again, we talked about side effects. These things are more immediate, acute kidney injury, hypotension, syncope, falls from the treatment. These, you know, happen immediately. And so the question really is, how long does it actually take for a person, an older person, to see benefit from intensive uh, treatment. And they also recognize that there's a huge diversity of of risk factors in these elderly that we're dealing with uh, based on whether they smoke, whether they have diabetes or lipid status and and, and so on. This study was trying to determine 
time to benefit from these uh, from these treatments uh, because we really haven't had great uh, evidence uh, to help us in, uh, in in this regard. Yeah, I'm not excited at all about trying to get someone down to a systolic of 110. So what did the trial show? How beneficial is it to be aggressive? Yeah, first of all, I got to say, this was a really well-done meta-analysis. Uh, they started with looking at 686 trials. 619 were excluded. The remaining 67, again, looking at blood pressure control with outcomes in the uh, older individuals, underwent full-text assessment. And another 61 trials were excluded at this point because they didn't have any treat-to-target design or they didn't address adult patients, right? So it's amazing. We have all this data out there, but very limited. But they ended up with six trials left for their um, analysis. And of course, this included data from the STEP trial. This also included data from the SPRINT trial. You remember, this is a systolic blood pressure intervention trial. The ACCORD BP trial, this was the Action to Control Cardiovascular Risk in Diabetes Blood Pressure trial. The VELICE trial, which is the Valsartan Elderly Isolated Systolic Hypertension trial, uh, along with the Italian CardioSYST trial and the Japanese trial to assess optimal systolic blood pressure control in elderly hypertension patients. This analysis then of those six studies that combined the analysis, this included 27,000 uh, participants, mean age, by the way, of 70 uh, with these uh, BP. These are clearly BP-targeted uh, trials. Okay, so they've looked at these big, well-known trials. What did they find? Well, they did notice that there's strong evidence that intensive blood pressure treatment, by the way, their definition for this was a systolic goal of less than 140, okay? That they showed that if you're getting a systolic goal of less than 140, you would lower major cardiovascular effects with this intensive blood pressure treatment, but it would take 9, 19, and 34 months on average to prevent one such event in 500, 200, and 100 patients respectively. So this, they said, okay, looking at this, uh, it looks like intensive blood pressure control might be appropriate for older patients with life expectancy uh, less than these corresponding years. I'm sorry, greater than these corresponding years after considering their possible harms from adverse events, from hypotension, such as falls, and so on. They summarize this, though, and I want to just use a summary because it makes more sense to me if I look at this uh, sort of number needed to treat of 100, which I like. They said their findings, they summarized the findings, but noting it took 34.4 months. So let's just call that three years. Three years on average to prevent one major cardiovascular event from intensive blood pressure control. Again, systolic BP less than 140 for 100 patients, suggesting that for most patients with life expectancy greater than three years, the benefits may outweigh the harms. But they also, by the way, they noted a longer time to benefit still if you're trying to get to a target of less than 120 uh, systolic as well. All right. So the number needed to treat to prevent one major cardiovascular event over three years was 100. You have to treat 100 people to get them to 140. And the time to benefit for less either hasn't been studied or is still not quite quantified. Does that sound right, Bob? Yeah, that's correct. And again, we're talking about uh, these older patients. Again, these studies, the mean age was, was 70 years. So we're, we're talking about uh, an older population for sure. Yeah. All right. So now let's go back to Martha here. What are we going to do with her blood pressure today? Yeah, you know, so this is something we continue to struggle with. Uh, you know, how do we treat the older patients? Think about these side effects and whether or how to deprescribe. It remains a challenge. And so I've seen this, obviously, the side effects from numerous medications, as you noted with your patient, Martha. 
And I've had conversations with my patients about the value of taking such a medication. So this data helps. I can cite that number needed to treat of 100 over three years for a goal of less than 140. You know, one of the things I struggle with, though, is it seems money the specialists that my patients are seeing are just focused on the treatment benefits, not the adverse effects. And patients think that if I take a medication away, of course, you know, there's less of a benefit for them. And so these are difficult conversations to have with folks as they're getting older and talking about this. By the way, I have this conversation with younger people all the time about when to start a medication for cholesterol. I say, hey, look, you're not going to see a benefit from this medication for 10, 20 years. So let's spend a year working on you know, uh, your diet, let's spend a year working on exercise. The elderly is a little different now because oftentimes they're already on these medications. But clearly I've been saying to them, I'm going to follow you. We're going to monitor things. Let's see how things uh, go. This isn't an, uh, an abandonment of treatment. This is more rational treatment and trying to balance out the benefit from effect. The other thing I've been pointing out is cost. People are more and more on limited incomes as they're getting older. And the cost of these medications are not insignificant uh, for them on a daily basis. And add in the cost of the adverse effect. One trip to the ER for her pre-syncopal or syncopal event costs a fortune because now you're worried about her carotids and you're getting an MRI. And so there there are a great deal of costs. Bob, I see this all the time. This is really important. I love the fact that they use the cutoff of 140. I plan to use this, this very content when I challenge or discuss things with my cardiology friends as well as I'm going to encourage patients to maybe cut back a bit on some medication use. Thank you so much. Practice pointer. Recent meta-analysis demonstrates benefit for a target of 140 for systolic blood pressure in our elderly patients. However, they highlight the significance of adverse effects that are seen immediately in these medications while it can take three years before you see a benefit. Join us next time when we talk about reducing the risk of alcohol-associated liver disease in patients with alcohol use disorder. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out PrimeMed.com for additional CME content.